You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show. Have you ever thought to yourself, how do I grow and keep great team members? Like I need some new thinking. Well, if you're thinking that, we're bringing it today with one of the world's best teachers in dentistry. Her name is Dr. Becca Bacow. And today she shares her secrets on how she's growing and keeping great team members. You have to listen to this. I know you'll enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You know the jam. You know the jam. I know the jam. I love this. I get to be a professional CE taker with some of the best minds in all of the world. And you're going to see one of the most brilliant human beings ever on the planet ever. And she is just awesome. Her name is Dr. Becca Bacow. And we've had her on talking a lot of clinical stuff. If you haven't listened to the podcast and listened to her talk clinical, you got to go back. It's amazing. Uh, But today we're going to pivot and we're going to talk about integrating your team. And this is truly one of the biggest challenges you'll have as a dentist ever. So if you're driving to work right now, you might be thinking a lot of things, but one of the biggest challenges you'll ever have is like, how do I grow, nurture, keep an amazing group of people around me so I can enjoy going to work and they can too. So Becca, thanks for being on. I always appreciate you. I say it goes both ways, Kirk. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love it. I love it. So um, I want people to know a little bit about you before we go, because we've had you on the podcast many times, but give us a little bio. Who's Becca Bacow? Because I want, I want the listeners to know we have a lot of young students now. Who am I listening to today when we talk about team? Who are you, Becca? What do you do? Well, I, I'm a dual trained orthodontist, periodontist. I have two practices in Seattle and Bellevue, Washington. And Kirk, I guess it, for, for the purposes of our conversation today, I think if we think back to who are we, I think a lot of who we are is flavored by our experiences. And so from, from early jobs uh, in, in middle school, high school, all the way through college, and then working as a, an associate in a dental practice, going back to residency, and then doing a startup practice and ultimately purchasing two practices, I've learned a lot along the way. 
I've made a lot of mistakes and I probably will continue to make mistakes. So I'm excited to talk today about team because that's really a big piece of, of what we do every day. Yeah, I love it. And maybe start here. So from your perspective, two practices, your experience, how, what's the why behind this? Like, help me understand if I'm a young dentist and I don't even own my own practice yet, like, what do I need to know about team as I go out into the world and start doing this with patients? Well, I I think, well, one, well, to uh, maybe a tangent to your question this year, well, during, during COVID, I think it gave all of us this pause point to sit back and reflect on who we are and where are we going and what do we really want our practices to be about. And we had this beautiful mission vision statement. It was all centered around the, the patients. What do we do for the patients? And we actually rewrote our mission and vision statement this year. And we added a new clause to talk about what do we do as a team for each other. And one of my goals as a, as a business owner, a practice owner, is, is to not only provide great care for our patients and for our community, but, but also to provide this wonderful, amazing workplace for everybody that gives so much of their lives to, to helping our patients and our practice and creating a place where everyone can grow. Yeah. I love it. Now you are truly a superstar in dentistry, but you're also a normal person, you know? And so help us understand, like you don't live in this special place where super highly qualified people are beating down your door and they just want to work, or maybe you do, I don't know. Like uh, you you have the same challenges that anybody else has. Would you agree? Yes, of course. Uh, And, and I think we, we are very intentional with our culture and we, we really want to once again create a place where people feel fulfilled, where people feel like they're appreciated, like they're constantly learning and they're constantly coming to a place where where we've created safety. And and I'm, and I know we're going to talk a, a lot more about some of the things we do day to day to make that happen. Yeah. Now go back to the COVID thing because you mentioned this. COVID was a wake up call for you and you really wanted to build something in your core processes. And you you mentioned CE. Can you talk about the vision behind that? What what was the what was the pivot you guys made in regards to that? Yeah, so I love learning new things and I'm constantly reevaluating what I do as a clinician every day and when I change the way I look at a patient and when I change my patient processes, that changes clinic flow. It changes the way we schedule. It changes what we do chair side. And on top of that, especially in orthodontics, but, but in all aspects of dentistry, we do day to day, we might do a piece of something, but not any one person, except maybe the doctor sees the whole thing. And so we started really incorporating a lot of CE internally, everything from how to take a great impression to how to take great photography to big picture stuff like why do we even consider jaw surgery and what, what, what is it doing to what's the most current literature about skeletal growth and development and sleep. Yeah. And so once a month at each office, we do a one hour CE. And we have built-in training time into our weekly schedules. Uh, I think, Kirk, Kirk, you and I were talking before we, we went live about the importance of 
not only attracting great people on our team, but retaining them and keeping them interested and excited. And, and part of that comes from just constantly learning. And it's learning big picture stuff like why does expansion help nasal breathing? And how does that help reduce airway collapsibility? But also how do we incorporate text messaging into our systems? And uh, we now can offer 3D printed ceramic brackets that are computer designed. And how does that work with our workflow? Do we have to change our bonding material? Do we have to change our protocols? How does that impact scheduling? And once we make those decisions, educating the team and, and helping that, that flow. So we've, we've introduced a lot of layers to, to help with personal growth, professional growth, and constantly looking for ways to not just train the team, but celebrate learning, I love it. value and celebrate learning. I love it. I have so many questions. Okay. So what, what do team, how have team members felt about this process? What have they told you? What's been some of the feedback as a result of what you've implemented? I've heard from our team that they, they enjoy being able to contribute to the bigger picture. They enjoy the opportunity to learn something new. They enjoy feeling like they're part of something that encourages and celebrates growth. And so creating opportunities for team members to grow individually, but also creating safe spaces for people to contribute their thoughts and ideas to ensure that they're heard and implemented. Because it's, it's, not, it's not my practice anymore. It's, it's our team's practice. Right. Everything from how we answer the phones to how we schedule to how we template the schedule. And we're constantly checking in on our systems and asking ourselves, do these systems still hold true? Do they need revision? How can, how can we take what we've learned and implement it in a way that makes sense? Yeah. I want to go back to something. You use my, one of my favorite words when it comes to cultivating and enriching a team is safe. You use safe twice. So I want to know the why behind that. You know, um, when you say safe place or safe space, what does that mean? I want my team to feel safe to share with me anything that they're struggling with and also share with me any of their suggestions. They're gonna live a different problem differently than I will. And I won't know how to make things better if, if they don't feel safe enough to come to me. Love it. Also, learning requires vulnerability. And the reality is we all make mistakes. And I'd much rather any given mistake becomes a learning opportunity so that we all can grow from it. Because if one person makes a mistake, chances are, three more people might make the same mistake. And so is there something with our internal education or with our systems that maybe we need to refine? And so that, that safety becomes really important because we all grow and benefit from learning from that. Amen. Amen. And when you talk about the internal education, so one a month in each of the practices and it's an hour long, right? I always, I, I just love seeing how this all works. And you, you and your, you and your partners run the education. I mean, pretty much determine what it'll be monthly. Yes, for that portion. And then once a week, we have designated admin time in that we use for internal training. And then we also 
on a daily basis have different appointment types blocked off for different staff members who want to learn or improve different aspects of their clinical competencies. So if someone says, you know, I'm not feeling really comfortable with banding, can, can we set aside some time so that I can sit with our, our clinic manager and she can sit alongside me and we can really delve into what, what does that entail to, to really find the right band fit, seat it, cement it. Yeah. I love it. Now think about it. And I haven't asked you this, but if we're doing one hour seat, gosh, I'd love to be a team member just to learn. It's a whole nother level of learning, but you could possibly record those on zoom and save them as videos that could train. Because as, as you can imagine, you learn something once and then you're like, Oh, remember that thing where Dr. Brockow did that like a year ago? I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how, how you do it, but my question is, is how do we, how do we create space for that, that when new team members come in, we can get them caught up to speed. And that's going to be one of my next questions, but give me, give me, th- do you record those or not? I don't even, I, didn't I even probably know. should. I didn't think of that. It's a great idea. <laughs> hey, um, I'll facilitate them if I get, if I can just watch them and, rec- and I'll give the recording back to you. How's that? That's great. Well, and I can speak to onboarding too, because that's really been something my team has taken upon themselves in the last probably two years. Uh, we we had a bit, some gut check moments where we said, we don't really have a great onboarding program. And so many, many team members came together and created onboarding programs, everything from shadowing different team members to watching online courses, to sitting alongside team members, so that even the person answering the phones has sat in the clinic floor and watched an adjustment and watched what happens at an emergency appointment. Yeah. And and so that everybody has an understanding of what everybody else is doing. And it it's been phenomenal. But but truly, truly that was the team coming together to create this. Yeah. We had the team from Bent Erickson here last month and they gave us a lot of industry specific statistics. And they shared with us 50% of retention is onboarding. And so that's a pretty, it's a lot higher than I thought. And they're like, no, that is so important. So kudos to you for doing that. And then I shared this with you, like we joke, but it's not a joke. Are we onboarding team members or are we waterboarding them? You know, just giving them a ton of information because it's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot. Well, and, and I think something else we've really implemented and Ben Erickson was helpful. We work with Ben Erickson too, but, but having 30, 60, 90 day check-ins, and, and really asking the team members, how was your onboarding? How is your onboarding going? What areas do you feel like you still need some, some training and coaching in? And we, and we really talk a lot about coaching. We have a lot of mentor-mentee roles within the practice. And anytime someone's having a hard time with something, we really look at it as a growth opportunity. How can, how can we help you grow? to, to a level where you feel more comfortable doing a procedure. I love it. I love it. And in a world of sea, the sea of sameness and so many dental offices, the question always becomes like, how do we create a different experience here? The people want to be here. And I always dreamed of a day and we do the same thing. We do what are called check-ins and I, I hate the word boss. Like I get it, but I like the idea of coach. No, like I'm just checking in. I got you. What do you need? Like it, I always dreamed of a day, but until I got the term check-in. I didn't know how to do that. So 
And and something we are piloting, this is new for us, Kirk, that we, we, we've thought a lot about it for about six months to put it in a place we're going to go live next month, is scheduled one-on-one time with a mentor-mentee within the practice, and it's the mentee that sets the goal with the help of the mentor, and then there's going to be, we're hoping for about a 10-minute check-in once a week. Where are you at with your goals? What struggles are you up against to hit your goals? Yeah. You're going to love it. In uh, our coach made us do it years ago. And I'm like, I, I don't have time for this. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> that's what he said to me. Oh, so well, he's like, you're, you're going to, we, so it's mandatory. Everybody in our company has to have one every two weeks. So you have to, and, and you're right. The mentee runs the meeting. All I have to do is show up with an open heart and open ears. Um, but I, I can't wait. We're going to do a follow-up because there's no one way to do it. You just got to figure out how to do it your way. Now, I want to go into this. You've done some specific things, and I absolutely love that. I want to go. We're going to get an inside look into Becca Bacow's office. Like, so what do you do? Uh, and you mentioned them on a regular, that's changed the game for you. The one thing that I, I can't imagine having living without is our morning huddle. Our morning huddle and we've tried things over the years and maybe many of the listeners have as well, everything from looking over, you know, every detail of the schedule, this and that, what we open with every day is we call them shout outs. And so one person, and, and you, it's, it's kind of like a Quaker meeting. You, you speak when you're moved. So there's no order. And, and someone says something great or wonderful about someone else, something that someone else did the day prior. On Monday mornings, it can be a moment of gratitude. Often it's a reflection on what happened the week prior. And these are the opportunities where we really get to celebrate someone's learning and achievements. So if someone did their very first bonding, that someone else will often recognize that. I'm really proud of so-and-so because she did her first bonding yesterday, or someone that finishes ahead of their appointment time, or someone that took the time to set up somebody else's chair or ran someone's instruments because someone was running late. And these these small opportunities where we can really celebrate one another really has brought us much closer and really helped celebrate the team. Yeah, I love it. So I'm going to be a little sarcastic because these are the questions I get. I And you'll know where I'm going. So Becca, I totally get it. But morning huddles, come on. We've tried them. Um, I don't have time for a morning huddle. I can't get there. What would you say to a dentist that says that? Oh my goodness. It, I cannot practice without it. Cannot. Why? Uh, it unifies the team. It helps us get organized for the day. It helps set our mindset for the day. And importantly, it, it recognizes people for doing great things. Um, and even small things, like I mentioned, great job. Someone, someone helped jump into sterilization to help me because I couldn't get it all done. How amazing is that you're recognized for that small extra moment that you took. And, and then we do, we go through the schedule very quickly and highlight anything that is important to know, but couldn't, couldn't imagine going through the day without it. Yeah. Now, again, here comes sarcastic question number two. So you don't do the, well, today's production is $12,000 and like, okay. And you've been in some of those morning hells. You're like, okay, today's production on the schedule. We have this, I can read the schedule. I know what's coming in. You know, you're doing, you're doing it differently and shout outs, you know, that's that you just let people shout out. 
Is that how that works? Or like when you feel that's how it works. Really? Now, another thing is you're not doing them all the time. So you've created a, a culture of engagement where they're doing it instead of you pointing it out all the time, right? Oh, I get one. Oh, you get one per week? I get one. No, no, I get one per morning, but oh, everybody per... else says something. Okay. Very cool. I love it. But okay, here's here's question number three. I have a if you're familiar with the desk disc profile of Becca, I love this, but I have all S's on my team and they're so sweet, but they don't like to talk up during meetings. I get that question all the time too. So how do I get them talking? Like, how do I do that? You just create that culture, culture of safety. And I think that that really helps people. There's no wrong answer. Right. You can say, I'm, I'm grateful. I had a, had a great dinner last night and that, that can be it. So it, it, there's nothing designated, but, but I think, it also forces us all to reflect on what happened the day prior. And then also while you're working, you're remembering, you're saying, oh, I'm going to, that's going to be my shout out for tomorrow. Yeah. And so really focusing our mindset on appreciation has, has been really fantastic. Yeah. Now you've used another word that's my favorite is the, the gratitude. You said grateful, grateful, gratitude. And this has been a big thing for you in your practice. Tell us why. Why is gratitude so important in your life and with your team? Well, I think going back to mindset, I think if we focus on what we're grateful for, it just makes the day so much better. I mean, you can walk through the day and say, oh, the schedule's too busy. Everybody's showing up late. Everything's broken. 10 broken brackets on the schedule. No one's, you, 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 can, you can make a day bad or you can make a day good based on your mindset. Mm-hmm. I love it. I had a coach say this one time because I live in the gap, which is the gap is like, I want everything to be the ideal, but it's not always in the ideal. So it's a big gap. And if you live there, like you go to a lot of courses that Becca presents or anything, you'll come back and go, my practice isn't quite that. And you can make other people miserable, which I didn't know. And so the only thing that closes a gap is gratitude. You just have to say, I have a team. It's America. Wow. I'm still healthy. Patients are coming in today, you know? So, um, and how, how amazing that we're in a profession where we can help people Yeah, and we have the power to create an office environment where people feel appreciated and people feel good coming to work. That in and of itself is a privilege. Yeah. So you mentioned two other things that I want to ask you about, like the big picture. So, and we, people use big picture all the time, big picture, big picture, but Big picture is an important piece for you, both practices and your team. What does that mean and how do you incorporate big picture? How does, how does that relate? Well, in, in our, and I can use an example from our practice, but we might have someone tying in a bracket and someone else sees the patient the next time and they might be repairing a bracket. Maybe we're replacing a bracket. Someone ties them in 10 weeks later, eight weeks later but they never saw where they started from and where they finished. Cause they might see different people. They might go to either office. They might see either doctor and, and Dr. Trong and I, we have a vision of where we're headed, but to really sit down and show the team, this is where we started and this is where we finished and, and to feel a lot of pride about the work that we put in and what differentiates us as a practice to be able to treat someone non-extraction, if that's appropriate, to be able to make them healthier some of the surgical cases, the TAD expander cases, and just even a, a straightforward Invisalign case. They're very rewarding. And to be able to say, I was a part of that. Yeah. 
the scheduling coordinators, they might, they don't see inside the mouth. Uh, the treatment coordinators who present the treatment, but, but then they don't necessarily see the finish. They knew the plan, but they didn't see the finish. And so to be able to take that time and reflect on what did we just do and how cool is that? Uh, one of our, our taglines for our practice is life-changing care. And to be able to really reflect on what does that mean and what did we just do? And that's special. Yeah, because that's a very bold, cool mission tagline. But as a team member, I might struggle with what that means. And so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, when you're sharing the why, you know, in the big picture here, you're growing people, but they also have the ability to tell stories. You know, you don't want to be the only storyteller in the practice. It's pretty fun for you, I would imagine, if a team member starts telling a story about why we're different and how special this place is. That's probably one of your favorite moments, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. But that starts with you thinking that, you know, and, and again, all roads lead back to this. It's the time thing and the value thing. You think you don't have enough time for this. And then you're like, that's silly. Like, what could be more important than growing these people? Now, I do have a specific question, and this is probably for you more... And, you know, you get exposed to a lot of education, you a lot of thinking. How in the world, Becca, if I have a team of people around me, like expectations are going to grow. You know, I heard Frank say this years ago and along, he's like, you guys don't understand it. You don't do big cases and it's easy. It's actually harder, like big fee, big expectations. Same thing applies probably clinically to what you do. And as you grow as a clinician, your expectations are going to grow. How do I manage my expectations and bring people with me as I grow? Is there any, any insights you'd give me on that? Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and I think that that's where the, the internal training comes in especially if we have a new process or something that we're going to be introducing or take a big step back. Does everyone understand the principles of bonding or why do we place brackets where we're placing them or uh, how do we take great clinical photography? So having, having those built-in systems allows for checkpoints for people who, who've been with us for a long time to really make sure they're, they're mastering. And, and I guess to that, to that extent, if you can teach it, you really can have mastered it. And so having our more experienced team members teaching our newer team members, it's rewarding to be a teacher. It's rewarding to learn something new. And, and so creating time in the schedule for those learning opportunities helps build in, sorry to use the same word, but builds in opportunities so that when we gain new information, new ways of doing things, we can incorporate it into our day-to-day practice. I love it. I love it. So if I'm listening and I'm a dentist, I'm like, Becca, I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. You know, I get these questions again, so I'll pass them on. But okay, I put out, I have to find a few people. I can't even get people to answer ads. Here's my real question. Becca, how do I find great people that I can even start to do? Do you have any insight, any help that you can offer? I'm, I think we're all, we all want to attract the right person, right people to the practice. And I think focusing our hiring on the right type of person. So the, some, some people that would be a good fit for our practice would be people that are excited to learn, people that have an open mind and, and, and people with this, the, these, this mindset that we've talked about, because 
we are constantly changing. I've had staff tell me that, gosh, we're, we, we're never doing the same thing. And that, that might not be the right fit for everybody. Some people that might drive them crazy yeah. that we're always changing just a little bit. And so looking for mindset and then having a really strong onboarding process and making sure that people have training opportunities, check-in opportunities, creating that safety network for people to feel safe, to, to learn from their mistakes and, and to have the vulnerability as a leader to recognize that maybe there's, maybe, maybe I'm not always right. Maybe I make a decision, hey, the schedule should be this way. And if the team comes to me and says, this is not working, we are being, we're feeling burnt out or we can't get our work done or we can't do a good job, then I need to listen and I need to say, whoa, okay, let's talk about it. How can we make it better? Yeah. Can I ask you, how many team members do you have today? Do you know? We just hired our 27th. Okay. Wow. I just hired 20. I never dreamed. Like I never, I was like eight max. So talk about this. Cause this happens for everybody that's listening. You start your practice and you have three team members. You go to lunch, you go to courses together, then it grows. And then you have eight. And then the dynamic changes, the communication changes. 27. What have you learned for sure from going from three to 27? What advice would you give us? What do I need to know about that? I think everything we've talked about is really key. Um, And I think also, I think having open communication and having opportunities for communication, growing leaders within the practice. And that's something where I'm so proud of is we have, we have tiers of leaders within the practice that, that have grown. They've been with me for, I have a handful of people who've been with me for six years, which I'm just so humbled by, so proud of. People have grown with me, grown alongside me. And they are excited about these initiatives. They're excited about creating onboarding manuals. And they're excited about the one-on-ones. It's not me meeting with everybody. It's, it's our tiers of leaders that that they themselves are get get to take new leadership roles on and they will grow from that. Yeah. Just go back and expand on that because I love that. Two things have happened. I've learned this the hard way is like when you grow leaders that grow other leaders, number one, it's very fulfilling to your soul. Like it's one of your favorite things you ever do, but it also frees up time. Do you know what I mean? Like lots of time because that's one of the limiters we have is like, who's going to do all this? You know, when you grow leaders that grow other leaders, it frees up time. And was that the case for you? No, it hundred percent frees up time and things get done better. Tell me more. Uh, I, I'm not the best person to teach someone how to take an iTero scan. (laughs) You're not? I'm not the best person to teach our new scheduling coordinator how to manage the front desk. I'm not the best person to take on a lot of these tasks and my team is better at it than I am. I might think I'm pretty good at it, but but the reality is they're better. And to give them the, once again, the trust, the psychological safety, the training and the opportunities to grow it. I, once again, I get excited watching them grow for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. All right. We're going to do a yearly follow-up because everything you're doing is super cool. And I have no doubt one year from now, you're going to do even cooler stuff. 
And uh, we're going to share those secrets with the world. I, I feel like I can get an inside look at what's really going on in one of the top practices in the United States. So uh, um, any last thoughts, Becca, just on this whole subject that's so important? What would you say to somebody listening? Um, I think, once again, we, we focus so much on our patient care, but at least for me, the mission and vision of our practice has really evolved to also include, to, to really create a wonderful place for our employees to come to work. Uh, like, like we said at the beginning, I don't even want to say employees, this is our team and, and it's family to me. And I care so deeply about each person that's on our team. And I love celebrating everyone's successes and I love supporting learning and growth. And that's really powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate this so much. And I'm just telling you guys, if you're listening, you got to check out what Becca is up to. Her stuff is amazing. You got to see her speak. I would highly, if you haven't had her speak to your study, what are you thinking? Like get her to your study club, go see her speak at Spear. And Becca, you have an amazing workshop coming up in Kirkland, Washington with Dr. Gunson, who is brilliant. Um, And uh, I want you to tell people what the workshop is the dates, and then we're going to put a link. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, I don't care if you're listening to Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google, don't worry if you're not taking notes, we're taking notes for you. Flip up to the notes, you'll see a link where you can just click it. It'll You can go right there and register. But Becca, what is it? it it's three days. It's growth and development, speech, TMJ, open bites, under bites, cross bites, gummy smiles, surgery, ortho, expansion, uh, it's October 26th to 28th. It's Gunson and myself for three days. And we put it together because we love to teach. And it's the two of us. We put it on ourselves. We do it once a year. And we get a ton of interdisciplinary teams that come. Speech therapists, pediatric dentists, periodontists, oral surgeons, orthodontists, uh, restorative dentists. Uh, um, I think we have a sleep physician coming this year. We've had uh, just, it, it's just a really amazing collection of people that, that come. And so there's a lot of learning that comes from the lectures, a lot of court, uh, cases, a lot of literature, and then there's also wonderful discussions among the, the participants because we're all learning from each other. Love it. Love it. You have to check it out. So, um, if you register before September 26th, you get $1,100 off. Is that how that works? Like, it's a great opportunity. Um, now, the only problem is, and I didn't even ask you this before we went live. Um, th- this, I'm hoping this airs. I don't even know where we are. In this, I hope this airs way before so people can register. But would it be okay, Becca, if people mention the podcast, they still get the discount. If for some reason they register after the 26th, are you cool with that? I'm cool with that. Okay. That's great. So do this. Do If you listen to the podcast and you're like, shoot, it's after September 26th. I still want to go. Just so, hey, I listen to the podcast and Becca will give you $1,100 off. Look at that. I've never said that on this podcast ever, but you said, you said, okay. <laughs> we call it okay. voluntolding. Okay. I just okay. totally talked you into that. So that's, that's cool. Awesome. So make sure you guys check that out. And again, all the links will be down below in the podcast. So Becca, thank you so much for being on. I always appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Kirk. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening. 
to the best practices show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us a favor. Please hit the share button. I love it. I don't know how it's working. I don't even care. We're just going to keep bringing it with some of the best minds in all of dentistry. And we have just have one goal. I want you to listen to this. Whether you're cutting the grass, driving to work, going on a walk, I want you to feel better about your practice and your life. And then we've done our job. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.